Hey, I'm Mike Slater here in San Diego, filling in for the great Bill O'Reilly. It's Friday, July 5th, 2019, and you're listening to the O'Reilly Update. Here's what's happening across our nation. A 6.4 earthquake north of Los Angeles was felt as far away as Las Vegas. President Trump addressed the American people from Washington, D.C. yesterday on Independence Day. The Department of Justice flips on the upcoming census. Bad news for Joe Biden's presidential campaign. Cory Booker travels to Mexico to bring deported migrants back to America. And Portland, Oregon, finally cracking down on Antifa protesters after last week's violent demonstrations. Coming up, we have Bill's message of the day and also something you might not know. But first, a 6.4 earthquake shook Kern County. That's about 150 miles north of Los Angeles. It's the largest earthquake to hit the area since 1999. A 6.4, that's enough to cause some damage to older buildings, shake items off of grocery store shelves. There's been reports of water main breaks, a few downed power lines, and cracks in roads. But LA is standing by for aftershocks. In D.C., President Trump spoke to the nation Thursday night during his Salute to America address, the first time a sitting president spoke from the National Mall on Independence Day since Harry Truman celebrated the country's 175th birthday back in 1951. That was during the Korean War. The festivities this year concluded with the biggest fireworks display in the history of the Capitol. The Department of Justice apparently not backing down from the White House's demands to include a citizenship question on the upcoming census. The administration is reportedly seeking alternate legal options after the Supreme Court shot down the controversial question earlier this week. Joe Biden's presidential campaign continues to falter after last week's Democratic debates with financial records showing Mayor Pete Buttigieg raised more money than the former vice president in recent months. Cory Booker outright defying the U.S. immigration system this week, traveling to Mexico to personally escort a handful of deported migrants back into America. Booker crossed the border from El Paso into Juarez, where he met with immigration attorneys to bring the refugees back to Texas. Critics say Booker broke the law, which bars American citizens from bringing foreign nationals into the country, which is exactly what he did. And Portland, Oregon, finally pushing back against violent Antifa protesters. City officials are considering a total ban on face masks and other accessories that hide a person's identity during public demonstrations. The police chief says they can no longer allow residents to commit violent acts in the name of freedom of speech. Stick around next for Bill's message of the day. The housing market on fire all over the country with interest rates falling. It's a great time to sell your home. If you want to sell or buy, the competition is going to be fierce. You need a great real estate agent to help you. That's why my friend Glenn Beck started the service realestateagentsitrust.com as a way to make sure you get connected with agents who are successful, ambitious, like-minded, and eager to help you with your biggest investment. These are agents with a long track record of performance. There are no part-time or inexperienced agents in Beck's network. These are all professionals who have the tools and the talent to successfully take you through the process. Market value for your home cannot be done by a computer program or an equation. It takes years of expertise to evaluate your market and appraise your home to sell quickly for top dollar. These agents are experts in your town and they do business like you with your values. So get moving today with realestateagentsitrust.com. That's realestateagentsitrust.com.
Time now for the O'Reilly Update message of the day. Why reparations for slavery may be unconstitutional. Under the Equal Protection Clause of the Constitution, all forms of government in the USA are compelled to treat all American citizens the same. No specialized scrutiny, no favoritism. Of course, that often does not happen, and certainly throughout our history, Blacks, Native Americans, Asians, and many other groups have been denied fair play. A very vivid example of my statement is seen in the film Mississippi Burning, which chronicles racial injustice in the 1960s. Last week in the House of Representatives, a hearing was held to discuss paying many African Americans money or other compensation because their ancestors were enslaved. The reparations movement is being led by far-left Americans, and it should be noted that both Barack Obama and Hillary Clinton opposed reparations in past campaigns. However, according to a Marist poll, the majority of black Americans today believe they are entitled to compensation, although only 8% of white Americans agree. But what is missing from the debate is a very illuminating fact. In 1969, the Supreme Court ruled 7-3 to that historical injustice does not allow for government payments. The case was Richmond v. the J.A. Croson Company, where the Virginia capital city was awarding minority companies contracts based on racial quotas designed to make up for past racial injustice. The city was sued. In its decision, the court wrote, quote, to accept Richmond's claim that societal discrimination alone can serve as rigid preferences would be to open the door to competing claims for remedial relief for every disadvantaged group, unquote. In other words, the grievance demands would never end. The law does allow compensation for contemporary abuse. Japanese Americans deterred during World War II did receive payments to settle FDR's misguided order. But that was a specific government injustice against living people. In 1988, President Reagan granted 100,000 Japanese Americans who were held in camps $20,000 each. There is little chance that will happen in the current controversy as the present Supreme Court is not likely to ignore the 1969 precedent. The law as it stands now is clear. Reparation compensation, if ever passed by Congress and signed by the president, would be unconstitutional. Now, the reparation zealots should know that. So why is the country being put through this? The reason is politics, courting the black and committed left vote. Yes, some politicians promoting reparations for slavery sincerely believe that's the right thing to do. But we're supposed to be a nation of laws. Thus, the government must follow the Constitution, and the past Supreme Court ruling would have to be ruled null and void by the Supreme Court today in order for slavery reparations to be paid. Not likely to happen. And that's the message. For more honest and fact-based commentary, please visit BillOReilly.com and sign up for premium membership. I believe you'll be happy with it. Right back with something you might not know. I know you have heard of the AARP. You might even be a member. What you might not realize is that AARP 
has shifted left and has now become a liberal lobbying group that spends your money lobbying against what you may believe in. Thankfully, there is a conservative alternative, an organization that believes in the sanctity of our Constitution and stands up for the values that make America great. It's called AMAC. For less than $20 a year, an AMAC membership gives you members-only pricing on car insurance, roadside assistance, discounts on hotels, travel, cell phone plans, discount dental plans, and much more. Your AMAC membership dollars support the ideals that you believe in, like protecting our borders with immigration reform and fixing Social Security. AMAC gets its voice from you, the individual member. So please join more than one million fellow Americans right now at amac.us. amac.us. And yes, I'm a proud member, so please visit amac.us. I'm Mike Slater filling in for Bill O'Reilly, and now for something you might not know. Yesterday in the headlines, we mentioned this New York Times piece, The Myth of America as the Greatest Nation on Earth. Now we could spend all day rebuking this, but this is all you need to know. People are literally dying to get in, and those who complain the loudest never leave. It's the famous story that Reagan told in his farewell address. One of our aircraft carriers was in the South China Sea when the crew saw this leaky little boat way off in the distance. And as the boat got closer, the sailors could hear a man on the boat who was escaping tyranny yell, Hello, American sailor! Hello, freedom man! We hear about how terrible America is, how racist, how sexist, how poverty-stricken and awful. Yet you don't see a single old leaky boat casting off the shores of Florida to leave. No one's hiring any coyotes to travel south across the Rio Grande. And as many Hollywood celebrities promised in 2016, no one's escaping the brutal oppression of President Trump by moving to Canada. We can always do better here in America, there's no doubt. But don't listen to the people who hate this country. This is how they get meaning in their lives. Tear people down, even tear statues down, which is the height of cowardice because they know George Washington's not going to fight back. But what can we do? What can we do to prove these people wrong? I've made mistakes. My kids make mistakes. I'm still proud of them because we don't define people by their mistakes. We admit the mistake, repent, and do better. So if America's not our mistakes, who are we? Leo Tolstoy In the early 1900s, he traveled to a super remote area of the Caucasus mountain region. He met with this isolated tribe. It's a tribe that's never left this part of Russia. And they asked Tolstoy to tell them of the great men in history. Tolstoy said, I told them about Napoleon and Alexander the Great and Frederick the Great and Julius Caesar, and they loved it. But before I finished, the chief of the barbarians stood up and said, but wait, you haven't told us about the greatest ruler of them all. We want to hear about the man who spoke with a voice of thunder, who laughed like the sunrise, who came from that place called America. Tell us of that man. Tell us of Abraham Lincoln. So he did. And Tolstoy reflected on that moment. He said, what made Lincoln so great? He wasn't as great of a general as Napoleon or a statesman as Frederick the Great. It was Lincoln's integrity of character and the moral fiber of his being. That's America. That's our ideal. That's what we all try to do. That is who we are. More after this. It's an uncertain world out there. You know that. Disaster can strike at any time. So you need to be prepared. One way to do that is with freeze-dried food. It tastes good. It's healthy. 
can be stored for 25 years. That's why I'm happy to tell you about a company I recommend, Wise Foods. During Superstorm Sandy, I lost power for seven days. All of my refrigerated food done. But my food supply from Wise Foods was as fresh as the day I received it. Visit Wise Food Storage, one word, wisefoodstorage.com slash bill. They are even offering free shipping plus a big discount of 25% off for my listeners. So please go to wisefoodstorage.com slash bill, wisefoodstorage.com slash bill, or you can call 855-269-0501. That's 855-269-0501. This has been Mike Slater filling in for Bill O'Reilly. Bill will be back on Monday.